Do me a favor, turn with me in 1 Chronicles. It's after 1 and 2 Kings. If you have a church Bible, someone hold that up. Can you hold up the blue Bible? If you have a blue Bible, it's on page 241. 1 Chronicles. Uh, last week was a pretty intense week, right? Yeah, it's good though. I really believe that God is up to something this year. I believe he's up to something all the time. I strongly believe in my soul that God is on the verge of something huge. And I'm not going to shy away from it. And I love how in Scripture, how God always takes the most broken individuals, the brokenest individuals, and He does the most with. You ever notice that? Everyone He uses in Scripture is broken, they're fractured. There's something off that that causes them to realize that that it's not my strength, it's not my abilities, it's not the things that I can produce. But they come to a complete place of surrenderance and submission. And that's when God steps in and says, watch. Last week we talked about the prayer of Jabez and we're going to be talking about him for the next two weeks. Let's read the passage again. It's found in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 9. It says this, There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. We had talked about last week that even though in the crowds and in this community and the tribe and the clan that he was from, that, that the outsiders looked at him as, as a respectable, honorable man. But something happened during her pregnancy, during her childbirth, that identified him as you are a pain. You see, he was given the name that you would love to hate. We talked about that last week, about that, that kid in your class, that, that boy with the crazy name that everyone teased, and that his whole life was given a stigma of, of, of you're a pain, you're a this, you're a that. But something happened. Something shifted in, in Jabez that he went to God in a complete place of brokenness. And he says, you got to do something supernatural. Something more than I could ever expect or imagine. You see, for some of us, we've been there how many times in our life? Day after day after day. And the next day, it seems like it can't get worse. It can't get worse. It can't get deeper. It can't get deeper. Hopelessness can't get more hopeless. Anyone ever feel that way? That hopelessness can't get any darker And there came a point in his life that all of a sudden he stopped. And he prayed the deepest prayer of his soul. And he prayed this, let's read it. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. Look at that prayer. Oh, that you would bless me and that you would expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me 
from all trouble and pain. Stop there. Don't even see what God does. We already know. We talked about it last week. Here's what we're going to do over the next two weeks. We're going to take this prayer and we're going to chop it up. Because in these couple verses, something happened in this man's life that changed the direction. Changed the direction for what God had in store. So do me a favor. Don't worry about the mic. If it pops, should I just go to the handheld? Should I go to the handheld? Okay, I'll go to the handheld. I'm going to feel like a TV event. I can't hold the mic and talk. Better? Better? Amen? Yeah, yeah? Check one, check two? No? This? All right, try this again. This? There we go. Take this off? Oh, come on. It's on my shoulder. It's on the microphone. All right, there we go. Yeah! This mic? All right, don't worry about it. Whatever, I got a big mouth. All right, grab the mic. All right, that's crackling. Crackle, snap, crackle, pop. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to look at this prayer, the first half. And here's what the first half says. It says this, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. How many of us have ever played that? God, bless me. Come on, who's ever prayed that? God bless me. I am in the middle of something huge. God bless who? Me. But what does that mean? What does it mean that God would bless me? You see, this is where we need to come to our biblical interpretation. Because oftentimes in our Western mindset, it's all about who? Me. Right? In our Western mindset, it's God bless me. God give me. God do things to exalt me. But you see, when you look at Scripture, God's blessing actually has nothing to do about you. Because if it has to do with you, it has to do with your abilities. Your strength, your resources. You see, the biblical interpretation of blessing is the things that God can do that you are unable to accomplish. Look behind me. I have a little quote for you. It says, God's blessings is doing or giving what humanly a person is unable in their abilities Authority and power to achieve. Look at that. God's blessing is doing or giving what humanly a person is unable in their what? Abilities. In their authority. In their resources. And their power. What they can achieve. You see, God's blessing is actually all about Him. It's about coming to a place of surrenderance that you're saying, I am incapable, unable. I don't have enough resources 
to accomplish what you've put before me. You see, this is so foreign to us because in our Western mindset, it's about your gifting, your abilities, your personalities. I mean, think about churches. Even let's look at, let's look at the Christian world. Who are the people that are mostly put into places of authority? The personalities, the gifted, the ones who are, are more gifted than others. Look at most church boards. What are they made up with in, in this area? The, the businessman who can, who's accomplished a lot. How many boards around us have men who work for the sanitation, for the town? You see, in our, even in our Christian mindset, we think about blessing, that, that God blesses us like, like the American dream. God only blesses those who do for themselves. But you see, when you, when you look at this prayer, and you look at it through a biblical lens, the prayer actually has nothing to do with Jabez. It has everything to do with God. Because there came a point in his place of his identity, of his abilities, of his resources, and it's everything in his surroundings, his past, his present, that he stopped and said, I'm done. I can't do more. Jabez knew that the only way that he could ever accomplish what was before him is if he allowed God to intervene. Pause for a second. How many of us have really come to that place of surrenderance? How many of us have really looked at our lives and said, you know what, I'm done. I can't do this job anymore. It's just, it's, it's past my limits. You know the law of the lid? Any of you guys studied leadership? The law of the lid, you can only lead as, as, as good as you are as a leader. The law of the lid, you only have so much capabilities what about as a father or a mother? Have you ever come to a place of complete brokenness and said, I'm done. I can't parent these kids. As a father, as a husband, have you ever come to a place of complete brokenness that you said, it's over. And it's only over because you have pushed your limit. You have come to the end. And you've said, I'm out. You see, when we ask God's blessing, it actually has nothing to do with us. But it's because we come to a place in our lives that without Him, it's over. It's done. It's limited. I'm limited. This is all I have to live for. And I think that's a fair thing that we all need to come to grips with because we are told, be better, be better, be better. 
But we all have a limit. We all stop at some point. You see, that's why Jesus came, because the people of Israel kept trying to, to do, make their sacrifices, be perfect, change what humanity was supposed to look like. We can't do that. We can never fully eliminate sin from our life. It's impossible. You may have a good run where everything seems like it's going perfect, but there will be another time when you hit your limit. But this is a fair question. How many of us have really prayed like Jabez? God, bless me. I'm out. I'm tapped out. Call it quits. Any of you watch UFC? UFC? Any of you guys watch UFC? Come on, all you closet UFC people, right? Yeah, I love it. I love how you can legally just pound on people. It's awesome. That was like my house when I grew up with six brothers. Like every day was UFC. But there comes a place of submission. They're done. They can't take the pain. Something's going to pop. Something's going to break. You see, when Jabez came to this place, we have to believe that something in his circumstances, something in his relationships, something in his surroundings, something took place. He was on the breaking point. And he gave up and he says, I submit, not to death, but to you. Not to quitting husbands and wives and people that are on the break of just ending stuff. Not submitting to death, but rather submitting to say, God, I'm giving you this. You see, that's one of the things that I love about marriage. There's times that I drive Sue crazy. I drove her so crazy she didn't come this morning. <laughs> but there are times that actually, and we, we have a very healthy marriage, that there's times I'm like, what the heck? What's going on? I can't love her more. I can't be a better husband. What else can I do for her? But that is the healthiest place for me. Because that's when Jesus is able to love her perfectly through me. Does that make sense? God, bless me. Do something that I am unable to accomplish. He goes on and he says this. Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Bless me and expand my territory. That word territory in Hebrew can also mean coast or borders. If we were American Frontiers, any of you guys watch that show? The, the, the Homestead, like the Home Settlers, awesome show. These are people that live in Alaska and they have these homesteads. 
It's like 12 or 15 acres. And all of a sudden they look out and they say, take these 12 to 15 acres and I'm going to use 12 to 1,500 acres. You see, when Jabez was praying, bless me, he looked at everything that he had. He took his wallet. Okay? There's definitely nothing in my wallet. The only thing I have of value in my, in my jacket is my iPhone that's broken. He said, take my territory. Take what I have. Take my land. Take the tribe. Take my family. And do something more. Do something more. Because there was something burning in Jabez's chest that said there has to be more to this life than this. I mean, listen to some of the slow, the slow poison songs or Guns N' Roses songs or old 80s rocks. You know, there, there has to be more than this. There's something out there than just what I have. That's good old 90s, 80s classic rock. There's always fault in what they see. But Jabez looked at what he had and he had this pulling in his chest and he said, there has to be more. This can't be it. And God bless me by doing this. Expand my territory. Expand my influence. Expand what you have in store for me. Again, come back, make it personal. Bring it to your home. Do you know every seven years that couples come to a breaking point, am I willing to push it out for more? Do you realize the 15 mark of marriage is the year that most people get divorced? It is, it's a statistic that's true. At year 15, most couples come to the place and said, am I really willing to push 15 more, 15 more years of this? Most divorces take place at year 15 because couples come and say, is there more of this? Or wow, this is awesome. Same with jobs. Most people in their 20s and 30s change jobs every three to four years. By the time that they're 35, they've gone through five different job changes. Why? They keep asking the question, is there more than this? And so what is our natural tendency? It's to run from thing to thing to thing and thinking just because a door opens, God's in it. That's a load of bull. I'm serious. We have this theology that God closes a door and He opens another one and everything's supposed to be perfect. It's like a mouse maze. Oh, I hit a wall. It's so hard and difficult. Did you ever think that those walls is just a place of your limitations? I mean, think about it. Why is it every time you, you get a job and you're there for four years, you hit, that limit of, you hit that window of limitations? Because there's something in you that's getting you stuck. What about relationships? Why do you change from a relationship to relationship? It's not the other person. It's actually you. Often. Not always. Often. Let me clarify that. But not always. Someone just said thank you. So 
Someone think, awesome. But it's true. If you see a pattern in your life, a pattern, God's saying, this is your Jabez moment. This is when you're supposed to come to that place of surrenderance. And all Jabez is saying is, God, take what I have. I'm done. I'm helplessly hoping you'll step in. Here's what Jabez prayed. If you walk on Wall Street, he says this, expand my portfolio. If you're a teacher, Jabez prays this, expand my influence with students and in the district. And if you're a stay-home parent, Jabez is saying, increase my influence and the other people that you put before me every day, my children and their friends, the committees I can sit on. You see, but here's where we need to be careful. Because when Jabez prayed this, and the only reason God responded, because Jabez came to a place in his life that he said, you know what, it's no longer about me. It's about you. Do you realize that our homes are the greatest and safest arenas to make God present for others to know him? Do you know that? Mommies and daddies out there, when you don't want those little friends coming over because they're going to destroy your basement, break your ping pong table, air hockey's going to have soda filled with all the little air bubbles, that your home is the greatest arena to make God present for those who come in. And do you realize this for everyone who is, who is working, that your vocation, God has given you for one purpose, to be a gospel vehicle. To be a gospel vehicle. You see, when Jabez prayed this, he said, God, I've come to the end of my rope. I've done everything I can. I've made it all about me. I've even added a little bit of the God stuff. Yahweh! I'll worship I am. And it's almost like probably a side note, like, yeah, I'm doing everything, and, and God's present, God's present, but watch me, watch my giftings, watch my... Yeah. And he came to a point and said, I'm done. I surrender. And that, that's when God says, you know what? You want to lift me up? I'll lift you up. You want to see what my hand can do? You ever say that to your kid? You want to see what my hand can do? And I mean that in a good way. God says, you want to see what I can do? If I created the universe and the earth and, and I did it perfectly and I set it up for you to have air to breathe and water to drink and food to eat, you really want to see what I can do with you? Let's look at an equation. Look up on the, 
behind. See, here's our problem, our human equation. My abilities plus my experiences, right? all about me. Plus my training, plus my personalities and my appearance. Plus my past, plus the expectations of others equal my assigned territories. So you can look at everything you have right now and say, see all these things? I'm right where I'm at. That's a good and bad thing. Because some of you, you're like, man, I'm in my sweet spot. For others, you're like, yeah. I'm doing it, and I'm just thinking God's alongside. God's in the passenger seat, right? But let's look at what the biblical, the biblical equation is this. My willingness and my weaknesses plus God's will and supernatural power equals expanding my territory. You guys got a balloon. You're like, why do I get a balloon? Whose birthday is it? So we're going to wrap it up, right? There's always something in the plant. I love this. Jeremy, you got to help me out, cowboy. Take the balloon. Blow it up. Blow it up as quick as you can. As quick as you can. No, I'm just joking. You'll get lightheaded. Blow it up. Now you have one person that's going to make it like, make that like, beep. There you go. Good. Okay. Now look what you've done. Look what you've done. Look what you've done. Lift it up. Drop it. There you go. Right? Okay. Now listen. Come up here with the balloons. Here's the reality. Okay? So I'll bring it back home. We are like a balloon. The problem is we pop. We expand all of our energies, all of our giftings, all of our abilities, and we do everything to make our balloon perfect. But the fact of the matter is this, you are limited. How much energy, do you ever feel like, <gasps> if that's the case, you gotta go for a walk today. But you are limited. And when you lift that balloon up, what do you do? You fall to the ground. And you pop. You can only expand so much. You are limited. No matter how hard you breathe, no matter how hard you work, that balloon is limited. You see, but here's what happens when we give our lives to God. He breathes into us His breath. And He expands our territory as it says in the New Testament, 10, 30, a hundred times greater than anything we can do. Let me see your balloon, Kyle. We settle for this. Anyone sick of settling? And here's what we do. We settle 
Because it's all about us. But when we give our lives to Christ, when we say, God, I come to a place of brokenness. I can't do it anymore. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm limited. I can't love my wife anymore. I can't love my children anymore. I can't do this job that you have. I can't live this missional thing that you have me on. But God, you can. He takes that balloon and he breathes into us his breath. And he expands us. And then he goes like this and he lifts us up so that he can be lifted up. He lifts us up and he puts us in places for one reason and one reason alone to give him glory and honor and fame. Anything you have is about him. Everything that you have in your home is about him. Every great thing that happens to your children is about him. Everything that happens in your career is about him. That's why your home is the greatest arena to make God present. That's why God has given you jobs like crazy jobs in this room. We have lawyers, we have teachers, we have we have a guy who works in the UN. We have guys all over the place, women too, successful females. And God is saying, I will bless you. But it's all about me. You know what's beautiful about this? It comes back to the communion table. Every day in Jesus' life, he surrendered. He surrendered his life and he surrendered his will. And you see what Jesus said in that garden, he said, he said, if you can take this cup, take it. In other words, if you can take my limitations, call it quits, I'm done. But if this is your will, I'll follow through. Jesus' prayer in the garden was actually a Jabez prayer. His surrendering was actually a laying down to extend his borders and territory and homestead and change the world. That's what this year is about. Jesus, I'm done. I'm sick of blowing up my balloon. I'm sick of it falling to the ground. I'm sick of it popping. I'm sick of trying to grab another one and, and redoing myself. Today, take my balloon and blow your breath. And expand me. And that's why we serve Jesus. Because this is what he did. I'm going to pray. Then we're going to go right into the communion.